Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm here this morning with Tamar Chalice and we are moving through menopause. Tamar is a person-centered counselor and coach and she specializes in women's mental health and helping us as we move through our transitions. Welcome Tamar. Hi Philippa. Thank you for joining me today. I, I'm so excited to have a talk about um, menopause and how we manage the changes that are taking place. The who am I now question, you know, mm. it's been a, a big one for me. My children uh, are at that stage where I've got one who's just disappeared off to university and the second one is hot on his heels, uh, COVID permitting. <laughs> Uh, and so the empty nest has come just at the time when I have hit my menopause. And, uh, you know, it's a real, I, I, I'm finding it very challenging because my identity was very much tied up in rearing my children. Yeah, it's very common amongst ladies who are going through the menopause. The timing is just when the kids are leaving home. Um, a lot of my work is with ladies around their identity. We, you know, we work on the physical symptoms and, you know, emotional stuff, but a lot of it is, who am I now? You know, I'm no longer birthing children. I'm no longer nurturing children. They don't need me anymore. Um, you know, and if they're still with their partner, that relationship changes as well. I'm no longer the mother of the children. Am I still the sexual partner? So there's an awful lot around physicality and the changes in the body that we just can't control during this time. It becomes quite difficult, I think, for some ladies to move through that because sometimes body can become the enemy because I'm no longer this young sexualized being. I'm no longer the nurturing mother. So what, you know, and, and the weight that you gain, you kind of get what's known as barreling, which is where you get a lot of weight around the middle. So, you know, even the most energetic and, and fit of ladies suddenly find this body is not doing what they expect it to do. Yeah. And so that reconnection of mind and body is quite a big thing. Yeah, it definitely gets less cooperative. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> That's what I found. Things that you used to just totally take for granted, you know, being able to do certain things, uh, balancing on one leg while you're putting on your pajamas of an evening, <laughs> and you're hopping all around the bathroom <laughs> or wherever you happen to be. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely less cooperative and it's giving you messages that you you didn't get before, you know, creaking mm. and grinding and uh, and painful sensations, perhaps, you know, not to mention the, the hot flushes. It, for me, it hasn't been so bad. And even yet, then, that was bad enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can be. That's a really, really common symptom among the ladies is the internal body temperature thing because it can be so life limiting you know especially if you're you know still a professional lady trying to work in a professional environment and suddenly you're having a physical meltdown where you know there's sweat pouring off of you and you're trying to give a presentation or something so there's awful lot of shame and things and embarrassment around that as well you know that I can't control my body and yet I'm trying to be this professional lady even ladies that, that, that you know that aren't in work that's still quite a difficult time perhaps in the supermarket paying for your shopping or whatever you happen to be doing and suddenly you're pouring with sweat even in the middle of winter and you know menopause just it's I mean it's getting better but it just isn't really spoken about mm. um, I think there is a bit of a shift in workplaces you're seeing things like menopause cafes especially in larger organizations and policies are starting to come into play where they write policies around helping staff that are going through this transition but there's still a lot of embarrassment and shame around it where it's just not spoken about. 
I mean, I suppose I was fortunate that uh, teaching Pilates, uh, I would, you know, kind of make a joke about the fact that I kept putting my layers on and off and on and off. <laughs> and that kind of was okay, because the, predominantly the audience is female, actually. Mm. You know, so it's kind of, uh, we're all in the same boat, or uh, there's at least an, an understanding and appreciation of, of what that might be like. Yeah. Um, whereas if you were, I, I can't imagine how hard that might be in a, in a male dominated environment. Yeah, less understanding of you having to sit by the window, you know, even moving office space, like the ladies of a certain age sit near the window where the windows are open with the, the airflow um, yeah. and the younger ladies are all huddled around the heaters because they're feeling the cold and you kind of have to shift the office <laughs> depending on your staff at that time. Um, but yes, male dominated environments definitely seem to be the hardest manager i think this uh, there's a kind of disconnect isn't there between the body that you once knew mm. and this and this kind of uh, imposter body <laughs> that, that, that's that, a good word for it imposter yeah yeah so how you know are, are there things that we can do to help ourselves with these kinds of uh shifts that are occurring yeah, absolutely. I mean, within sort of the counselling that I do, we do sort of practical things around, you know, some of the symptoms. So obviously, so if we look at things like the diet, so there's sort of generic advice around, you know, cutting down on sugar, alcohol, red meat and dairy, um, drinking an awful lot of water, um, eating more of a plant based diet. So lots of colourful foods, things like that, because that's, you know, you have control over what you can put into your body. Mm. There's a lot of research around at the moment about gut health and microbiomes. I think that's probably going to be really interesting to see how that research develops because mm. everyone has a very unique biome of their gut bacteria. And I think there's a belief that that leads into all kinds of illnesses. So if we can manage that gut bacteria, we can deal with a lot of these illnesses. So that's definitely something to watch. Yeah, I think hacking the gut is definitely uh, in the future. We're, we're starting to understand its importance, but I do think we're quite a way off. Unfortunately, uh, yes. Yeah. But yes, one to watch. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, no, it's definitely, I watch with, uh, definitely, I'm a keen observer of what's happening in that department. Yes, um, yes. Because if we can do it, if we can manage this stuff through the food we eat, um, we have so much control over that. Um, and yeah. that definitely helps with people's mental health. I think the more control you have over everything, the better your mental health is it's when would the ladies feel out of control that they really struggle and we get the depression and anxiety you know depression is worrying about things that have happened and anxiety is worrying about things that could happen so what we tend to focus on is what actually is within your control and things like your diet is in your control yeah that's very true that you know this piece that you bring to the table is the thoughts piece of the puzzle mm. Absolutely, it? yeah. So we look at the diet and the sleep hygiene and things like that and, mm -hmm. and exercise because obviously we talked about the disconnect from the mind and the body and the mm -hmm. body perhaps sometimes seen as the enemy or it's betrayed me. Um, and so the exercise can help sort of reconnect those things. So I often advise, you know, yoga, Pilates, um, aerobic exercise. I do say that if you have aerobic exercise, then the fitter your body is, the, the easier you will find menopause. Just to pick up on that, clearly, um, you know, you're preaching to the converted here <laughs> as a Pilates and yoga teacher. Uh, and that's the thing I do love about both of those disciplines, really, is that we are constantly taking the mind and putting it into a, a, a part of the body. Mm. 
might be your your uh, thigh muscles, say, for instance, it might be your bottom muscles, it might be your shoulder blades. But definitely um, making those connections with remote parts of the body, if nothing else, it takes you out of your head. Absolutely. And a lot and of the work is around reconnecting with yourself and becoming friends with your body instead of seeing it as an enemy. Yeah, for me, the ability that you you find new things that you are capable of doing, uh, you know, don't shy away from trying new things because that's that's something else that can really just help us to uh, value our bodies. Mm. You know, this capacity to, you know, even if we tackle new things in middle life, our bodies have this capacity to adapt. And actually, uh, the more we challenge ourselves, the more adaptation will occur. And that's really important when we're managing the, the tissue and the bone changes, say, for instance. Mm. Um, but yeah, getting back in touch with your bodies and then the feeling of wellness that comes from doing those kinds of things as well. Yeah, because a lot of the symptoms of menopause makes you feel less than well, shall we say. Um, so anything you can do um, to move back towards the well end of the scale is, is you know, really good. And, you know, you talk about ch changes and creativity and things. A lot of the work we do is around identity and who am I now? Because a lot of the ladies, you know, the, the time the menopause comes, if you've had a family, it's the time that the children have grown up and left the house, as you've said. So we get the empty nest syndrome, the changes of the relationship with your partner, if you have a partner. So I'm not the person perhaps that I was when we first met. Um, and if you're having physical difficulties, um, especially with, you know, obviously the far end of the scale is the vaginal atrophy, but problems sort of around the vaginal area and having sex, that changes your relationship because you're not this young sexual couple that perhaps you were at the beginning and so it's fine it's not kind of working out who you are now and what those relationships look like now what kind of work would we do in order to kind of come to that place of understanding ourselves so this is i guess where the coaching comes in rather than counseling so we do a lot of work on who am i now and so you you know we talk about your role so you have um, perhaps role as mother partner daughter sister you know all these friends all these different roles you have and looking up perhaps what they were before menopause and are they transitioning is there a change in that now is it a positive change if it's a negative change then is there anything again within your power that you can do to kind of redirect that and a lot of it comes down to communication so you know talking to the people that you live with or the people that are around you about the changes that are happening with you and your body what you're struggling with perhaps what your triggers are so you know when this happens in our relationship this is how that um, affects me and this is you know this is how I respond to that so it's about that open communication I guess as you would do with relationship counselling you know I need to relate to you in a slightly different way this is why and this is how and it's about having that communication so that it doesn't break down and that can happen in any relationship with your children, with your partner, with your friends, with your work colleagues. And I guess that takes us back to the workplace about I need to sit next to the window now because actually I overheat or can I have a fan or, you know, can we adjust the air con? It's about that open communication and being able to sort of say what it is that you need and having those needs met. That's definitely been a challenge for me. You know, for some of this, it's kind of almost happening subconsciously. Mm, definitely. 
you know, so that the many, maybe mood issues, uh, you don't perhaps notice, it sometimes a bit kind of creeps up on you, yeah. but, you know, that you, uh, you're maybe more irritable, uh, more anxious, you, you know, again, anxiety, unexplained anxiety comes about uh, as part of this uh, package and especially um, when you're perim you know pre-menopausal oh. and you may not know it's the menopause yet yeah. so you can't then communicate to the gp what's happening so then you can't get that correct treatment well so i think that was the big thing for me really that this was all coming about way in advance of uh, when i expected this these kinds of changes to be occurring mm. so you're not necessarily putting two and two together you know, and you just think you're just in a really bad mood. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, and just be totally bemused as to why all of a sudden you're totally frightened of heights or, yeah. uh, you know, th th these kinds of uh, uh, palpitations that I would get. And you'd be thinking, what's that what about? What earth is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the kind of thing that we bring into the counselling room and start unpicking, you know, you sort of say, we talk about I had this big fallout with my partner at the weekend so okay let's let's pick it back a little bit let's take it apart and break it down and you sort of work through what happens and then as the counsellor you can reflect back on the elements of what happened with that and then it kind of helps the clients um, sort of come to that realisation and be able to manage this stuff themselves going okay I'm feeling irrationally angry right now what's triggered it this is a trigger for me and then identifying the triggers allows them then to work with that going forward. So, you know, okay, this thing's just happened. I know that's a trigger for me. So I'm going to take myself out of the situation so I can calm down a little bit. And it's about becoming self-aware, I think, understanding what your triggers are, what your responses are, and working out how you can best manage those for yourself so you can do it in the moment. Yes, that's the challenge really, isn't yeah. it? And you're not, so, you know, you're not going to win every time. No, no, some, no. You know, it will get away from you mm -hmm. on occasion. But, you know, this is really important work for people to do. And, um, you know, I, I lived in America for a while, uh, for four years, actually. And Americans are known for being this uh, culture of analysis, aren't they? Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, that, that everybody, well, I say everybody, but you know what I mean, that it's, it's widely accepted, shall we say, that people would... Uh, seek counselling, have have mm. a counsellor, and and it's it's not perceived as a negative thing at all. No, you know, it's standard. Yeah, it's totally standard and part of self development, and mm. and I, I I actually embrace that approach. You know, I think that uh, counselling is is about optimization. It doesn't have yeah. to. It doesn't have you to. Don't be, have, no, you, you don't, don't have to have be, to be at crisis point. Yeah. Um, yeah it should be preemptive stuff really how, yeah. how I can be the best version of myself instead yeah. of waiting until everything's fallen apart and having that neutral third party I always found is mm. very very helpful to, uh, you know it is about finding the fit somebody that you feel you can work with but mm. uh, and I am talking from experience uh, you know I'm not hiding that fact that you know of, of having had counseling over the years yeah. for various things um various situations arising but you know I value that very much and uh, and I think that it's so liberating actually to uh, to have this you know you've got someone's undivided attention 
they're not judging you they're not they, you know they're not having don't have any expectations of you mm. and and they're there to help and support you and 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 I, I feel that this is really beneficial it is and it does sometimes help to sit with someone who's not emotionally invested in your world mm. who's a you know who can sit with you and say it's okay to say no it's okay to have a bad day you know it, it's okay if you lost lost your rag you know in that meeting you know this this stuff is okay it's natural it's gonna happen let's learn from it and sort of work with that kind of stuff I think sometimes it, it's having that neutral person just to go okay this is where we are now this is where you want to be let's figure out how you're going to get there especially with the menopause relearning who you are and perhaps becoming a new person because if that identity is gone you have a blank page you could be whoever you want to be and so let's figure out who that is. So, you know, we can get creative. A lot of the ladies, you know, want to redecorate the house, rearrange things, change their physical world to reflect their changing internal world. You know, it's a new stage of life. Let's try new things. Mm. You know, I want to try dancing. I've never been able to go before. You know, I never had the time. Um, I've always wanted to try this skill, you know, and, and it's about I'm no longer the parent. They don't need me anymore. I have this whole life that I can fill with the things that I like doing. And a lot of the work we do is what is it that brings you joy? What makes you happy? And let's bring some of that into the world instead of the daily grind and that I'm just trying to work with these symptoms. Let's bring some happy into every day and figuring out what that looks like. Yeah, definitely happy. Uh, you know, upbeat music. Take me mm. to the 80s and, I, and I'll be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live forever, flash dance. Yes, I'll have a get me. I'll be up there dancing. Uh, it doesn't have to be huge changes. It can be the little things, like a song that you love. Yeah. You know, I do have to cook the dinner, but I'm going to dance around the kitchen while I'm doing it, and that you know makes my heart light because there's a lot of heavy work that goes on. You know, we're going through a grieving process here. Yeah. We're grieving the loss of who we once were, and so we go through the stages of the grief. Um, and the processing of the changes but then the light at the end of the tunnel is okay so who will I be now I think the danger is uh, well I say this uh, not not knowing so correct me if I'm wrong but <laughs> you know we can get a bit stuck in that process I lost a sibling when I was 17 years old so I do I do know about grieving loss in that mm. in that context and yet this is this transition time we there's a risk that we're harking back to how things were, and, mm. you know, and, and so we can get stuck in that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all about the process. And, you know, I talk about life transitions It is about transitioning from one place to another and not getting stuck in the quagmire of the grief that is there in between. It's important to feel this stuff, acknowledge it, mm. process it and let it go. You know, as we know from grieving lost ones, the grief never goes away. Our life just grows around that grief. So this is about growing our lives around this new person that we are we're never going to be that 20 year old hard-bodied bouncy girl that we once were but actually we can be someone different we can be a goddess you know the mature wise goddess kind of image is what I sort of go towards yeah I do resonate with that actually and you know I had um, just little things this haircut of mine that I had 
12 months ago, I'm celebrating, 12 months ago, I went into the hair salon one day and in a moment of madness said to the hairdresser, just do what you think, do what you want. I'd had literally, Brave. yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd had the same haircut since I was 15, for heaven's sake. I, I, I kid you not. Well, you know, variations on a theme, <laughs> but the, the mid-length bob, I'd had it since, you know, since time immemorial. And, um, and it was, it's actually been massive. It's yeah. a massive difference to how I feel about, and it just sounds so shallow, doesn't it's it? It's symbolic but, though, isn't it? It's symbolic oh, of a change within. Oh, okay. So symbolic. I, I feel better now. I know it's symbolic. <laughs> It's significant. It feels like not much, but it's symbolic of the change within, yeah. Yeah, and it really has given me a whole new lease of life. It sounds mm. ridiculous. I also nipped into boots one day, and this, like I say, this was a year ago, uh, more or less. And I said to the girl, look, I have absolutely no idea what I do with makeup. I I've been doing the same thing, you know, like I said, for 20 <laughs> odd years. What, what can I do? And so she gave me some really lovely tips that I now, you know, incorporate into mm. my regime. And, uh, and again, just, you know, buying a new beauty product. Uh, what, what did she give me? It's something that goes under your foundation. I wish I could remember the name of it. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, you know, just, uh, oh, how to do the eyeliner. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. But we're physically changing, our faces are changing, our bodies are changing, so now is the time for the new haircut, a different kind of makeup, a new wardrobe, you know, for our new shape, mm. and it does give a refresh and a new lease of life. I talked about redecorating and reorganising mm. the house, we're doing the same with our new bodies, and again, that's about getting in touch with our bodies and making friends with it. Yeah, and, and that does make us feel better mm. about Fresh. ourselves. Fresher. Mm. Fresh. Fresh yeah. look. Yeah, it definitely. And mm -hmm. so, you know, with a lift in the mood, we're more likely to be able to tackle some of these more challenging. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Aren't we? Yeah. So I think this is a good time for us to think about winding up. And before we go, I'd like you to, for us to summarize some of what we've talked about maybe self-care how we look after ourselves through this transition some top tips uh, Tamar if you have any mm, self-care is definitely the core of this because as women you know even if we don't have a family of our own you know husband partners children our tendency is to care for everyone else around us mm. this is the time we care for ourselves we need us more than anyone else needs us right now so focusing on the self-care, you know, the food I'm putting into my body, the way I'm sleeping at night, um, the oils I'm using, you know, I'm massaging the exercise I'm doing, um, the mindfulness I'm doing, maybe the meditation I'm doing, the journaling, all this stuff around what I need right now and how I'm going to get through this transition. So focusing on self, you know, being able to say no being able to say today was a bad day and that's okay. Tomorrow I'll try again. This is the time we focus on ourselves and don't feel guilty about it. You know, this is a really hard time for a lot of women. Mm. So look after ourselves, listen to that song if that's what we need right now. You know, tell everyone else to go away, shut the door, read my book. If that's what I need right now, that's what I'm going to do because this is hard. 
So mm. I think self-care is definitely the core of, of anything that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Give yourself permission to look after yourself, to put yourself to the top of the list today. Yeah. Um, definitely do that. And, you know, all of these things benefit us in the broadest sense. So, you know, right now with COVID, uh, you know, people are thinking, should we still talk about this menopause? But you know what? Life, life is going on. Our lives are going on and we've got menopause to deal with as well. So, <laughs> but it, it, it is the case that these lifestyle measures will uh, impact us in our overall ability to deal with life, everything that life throws at us. And that includes viruses. So, you know, keep yourself at the top of the list. Yeah. And this is a good habit to get into, even when you're not menopausal, generally, if we oh, care for ourselves, you know, the saying is you can't pour from an empty cup, mm. manage your self care, get yourself to your, you know, optimum levels of energy and everything. And then you can care for everybody else with the energy that you have from that. But you have to start with yourself. Yeah, that's fabulous. Thanks so much for chatting with me today. I really Thank appreciate you for having it. me. It's been fun. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we'll do this again. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you for having Thank me. You. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.